Hey, welcome to another episode of Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking here on Living Christian. I am KJ, your uh, humble host for today's podcast episode. Uh, so welcome. If this is your first time joining us, I appreciate you uh, listening, watching. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on one of our uh, very lots of different places you can listen to this, Apple, Spotify, Amazon even, um, uh, Facebook, apparently. So uh, you can uh, uh, listen to this anywhere you'd like. Uh, but once again, we thank you for uh, listening to this podcast. Bible reading and coffee drinking is what we do. Uh, we'll read a little bit of uh, Romans 3 today is what I've uh, picked out to have a, uh, a conversation about today. So we'll read Romans 3. I'll answer some questions from my social media and uh, newsletter followers. And uh, we'll do a little prayer at the end because I think this world uh, dramatically, drastically uh, needs prayer today. So uh, if you feel the urge to donate or support our ministry, I appreciate it. You can do it right here on the podcast page. Uh, you can also go to livingchristian.org and uh, donate or, or uh, buy something from our store even. That supports us. That's who we're sponsored by today, which is us. Uh, livingchristian.org is our website. Uh, we have a full website with um, t-shirts, hats, hoodies, the whole nine yards. And just for our special podcast listeners, we have a discount code of podcast20 that gets you 20% off anything on the Living Christian store. So go to livingchristian.org, uh, and there's a store thing right on top. You can also go listen to any of the other previous podcasts if you want to watch them. There's a link to the YouTube. Uh, we got it all for you. We got it covered from A to Z right there on livingchristian.org, so check it out. And I uh, appreciate you listening. I appreciate you guys being part of the Living Christian uh, community that we have, whether it's on the podcast or whether it's on the social media. Uh, check us out on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all over the place. Uh, so if you're not following us on one of the social media platforms, I encourage you to do so. Uh, we post every single day, and uh, I got uh, I got lots of going on, especially on Instagram. So what happened was uh, we we typically do Mondays and Fridays live sessions on Instagram, and that's where this podcast started is because I was drinking some coffee and reading the Bible, and it, it somehow grew into what we're doing right now. So <clears throat> if you want to watch... Uh, uh, a live version of this, I guess. Uh, ch check us out on Instagram. Uh, Mondays and Friday mornings at 8, 8 o'clock Central Time. It's a little different than this. It's the uh, same general concept, but I go a little bit deeper on the podcast, answer some more questions, uh, and uh, try to get into that a little bit more, talk about my uh, ministry and the personal life a little bit more. So that's what this podcast is all about, and I appreciate you joining us. So it's been a hectic week for me. Uh, if you follow me on any of the social media platforms, specifically Instagram, you know that we've been dealing with... Uh, some family issues with our dog. We have a 15-year-old dog, and she's been sick and uh, quasi-paralyzing her back legs. It's been uh, it's been a little bit of adjustment for us over the last week, so we're we're struggling with that. We're praying a lot about it, and uh, God's showing us the way on how to live with a handicapped dog, which is uh, uh, not always easy. I'll say not always easy, but pales pales in comparison to what some of the people in the world are dealing with right now. Um, just checked out the news while ago and. Seems like uh, you know China is going to help Russia, and they're still you know moving towards Ukraine. We're going to have a um, no-fly zone, or we not? It's just uh, this world is tinkering on world war. And it's scary. It's all get out. So um, try not to be scared. Try to be focused on Christ. Uh, he said these days are going to come, and he said uh, we're going to have trials in this world. But yet he has overcome this world. Jesus' only words right there. Uh, so focus on him, focus on the, your salvation, focus on spreading the love of Jesus, uh, spreading the gospel as it may be, and uh, don't worry about what you can't control. Because uh, me, I'm in Texas, I certainly can't control 
um, anybody you know, fighting overseas. So uh, all I can do is really pray. And it's a tragic situation over there, so we'll pray at the end of this podcast, specifically for that situation halfway across the globe, because they certainly need it. They need our prayers now more than ever, and we are praying that uh, God will intervene into that just destruction and chaos over there today. So uh, we're hopeful. Uh, We put our trust in the Lord, and we put our trust in Jesus, and uh, whatever may be, may be, uh, as His will be done on earth as it is in heaven, as they say. So, All right, so uh, we're going to dive into uh, Romans 3. If you are um, if you are not moving in your car or jogging or however you listen to this podcast, feel free to join along. I am in my New Living Translation version of my Bible. If you're just listening to this, uh, please don't read along because I don't want to be responsible for you having an accident. But <laughs> let's read Romans 3 today, and we'll get into some questions. I've got two or three picked out already. Uh, if you want to uh, submit a question for a future podcast, um, feel free to do that. Livingchristian.org slash podcast. And there's a little form there at the bottom. So I am drinking iced tea today. I know I'm breaking from my coffee. Can you believe it? I know the title of the podcast is Bible reading and coffee drinking, but I, I got iced tea today. The reason being is I didn't get a chance to uh, record this in the morning as I usually do. And I'm doing it in the afternoon, so um, I, it's uh, warming up here in Texas a little bit, and I didn't want to drink hot coffee. I didn't have any cold coffee with me, so I'm breaking with tradition and going with a sweet tea as we do here in Texas. So um, if you're in the afternoon, if you're listening to this, grab you a sweet tea, especially as it kind of gets warmed up into spring and summer. You're going to need that tea to cool you off. So we're going to read Romans 3 today. We're going to dive right in. So get your iced tea, your coffee, whatever you want, and uh, we're going to dive into Romans 3. Uh, who wrote Romans 3? It was written by the Apostle Paul, as you probably will know, uh, roughly about 60 AD. So this is, um, you know, uh, I would say Paul's instructions and in, in ex- explaining to us that uh, we've all offended God. Uh, we've all fallen short of God's grace, but he has provided a solution for us in Jesus. So that is obviously the important part. So, all right, let's dive into Romans 3. Uh, God Remains Faithful is, a, is the title of uh, my section here. <clears throat> then what's the advantage of being a Jew? Is there any value in the ceremonial of circumcision? Circumcision, excuse me. Yes, those are great benefits. First of all, the Jews have, were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. Interesting. True, some of them were unfaithful, but just because they were unfaithful, does not mean God has will be unfaithful. Of course not. Everyone, even if everyone else is a liar, God is true. As the scriptures say about him, you will you will be proved right in what you say, and you will win your case in court. But, some might say, our sinfulness serves a good purpose, for it helps people see how righteous God is. Isn't it unfair, then, for him to punish us? And in quotes it says, this is merely a human point of view. Uh, verse 6 of course not. If God were not entirely fair, how would we, he be qualified to judge the world? But someone might still argue, how can God condemn me as a sinner if, he, in, if in my dishonesty highlights his truthfulness and brings him glory? And some people even slander us by claiming that we say the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. So what he's talking about is the fact that even though we sin... God remains faithful, and God didn't create us to sin. Looking at it in that perspective in the sense of, well, you know, the worse we are, the better God looks, is a, is a worldly, false kind of perspective to have. 
uh, for this world. We fall short of the glory of God, but he is always faithful to us, no matter what we do, in spite of what we do. That's how we need to look at it. Not that somehow that sin glorifies God because it shows how great he is and how terrible we are. Uh, That's certainly a sinner wanting to justify his actions. That is for sure. All right, let's uh, let's continue with verse 9. All people are sinners, it says. Well then, should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all, for we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. As the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder, deconstruction or destruction, and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Hmm. Verse 19, obviously the law applies to those whom it was given for its purpose to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. Now, that is talking about the old, uh, you know, testimonial or testament laws, uh, the Levitical laws, the Mosaic laws, talking about how previously the Jews would have to uh, abide by these strict laws in order to find favor with God. Uh, And what this is saying is, uh, because of that, it's shown God that we can't follow the laws, that we aren't good, (laughs) that we can't be good, uh, we can't do good uh, without him. Uh, We are merely humans that uh, strictly cannot succeed without the Lord. All right, Uh, what was that, verse 19? Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given for its purpose to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. This is what I just wrote and what we just talked about. Verse 20, for no one can ever be made right with God By doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Hmm. So, as we talk about, there's there's kind of a movement. I think I talked about it last time. uh, This movement of these uh, kind of Torah observers or uh, Christians that feel that uh, Jesus did not fulfill the law. That Paul here is not accurate. Uh, That we have to abide by the old Torah laws, the first five uh, books of the Bible law in order to find favor with God, as opposed to what Paul is telling us right here in Romans 3 is, you know what, we can't do that. The law was applied for them. We are born again. We are part of Christ. We are not good enough to be able to find favor with God because the laws are so strict and we have the uh, inability uh, to totally fulfill them. So we're going to get into uh, now the section where it talks about Jesus taking our punishment for us, even though we're not good, and even though we can't abide by the laws to save ourselves, uh, Jesus came to do those things for us. So let's hit verse uh, 21. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Now, 
The next one, verse 23, actually I've highlighted in my Bible. For everyone has sinned. We, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalties of our sins. So verse 23 and 24, just straight out say it right there. Uh, so if you're wondering whether you have to earn your way to heaven, whether you have to not eat shellfish or not cut your beard or uh, not eat pork uh, or uh, all the other things that are going on in the Old Testament, including uh, the Ten Commandments, right? If you feel that you had to abide by those strictly in order to get to heaven, in order to find favor with God, Paul is telling us right there, Romans 3, verse 23, 24, that we have all sinned. The only way we get there is through Jesus Christ, who is the penalty for our sins. He took it upon himself. And what a gift that is. For God presented Jesus to, uh, as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in, pa in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For his, he himself is fair and just, and he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. So he's even talking about the fact that people that were before Jesus' time, he did not punish who fell short of the laws because he's going to treat them and knowing that Jesus was coming and the sacrifice was coming. Uh, he was going to forgive them of their sins. Verse 27, Can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. I'm going to read that again in verse 27. No, because our acquittal, this is acquittal of our punishment, our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. You can't get any clearer than that. So if anybody tells you that you have to fall in line with the old Mosaic and Levitical and ceremonial laws of the Old Testament, look what Paul is writing right there. We are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. That's verse 28. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he the God of, of the Gentiles? Of course he is. There's only one God, and he makes people right with himself only by faith whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well then, if we emphasize faith, does that mean that we can forget the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. Okay, so here is the perception, the perspective changing that you need to have and we need to have and I need to have. Is, we don't, if you take the Ten Commandments solely, right? Let's look at that law, right? Uh, and those Ten Commandments are from God. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. You, you guys know them. We don't have to abide by those laws in order to get to heaven or to find favor with God. We do those. We abide by the Old Testament because we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we are, uh, we are saved and forgiven. And Jesus paid for our sin. Therefore, we want to do good. We want to not murder people. We want to abide those laws, uh, specifically the Ten Commandment laws. 
Uh, it doesn't, he's not referring to don't eat shellfish. Don't cut your beard. Uh, don't get a tattoo. He's not, he's not, a, he's not referring to any of those. What he's talking about legitimately is the 10 commandments and those mosaic, the Moses laws that he, that he put down, uh, in the old Testament. So think about that today. Uh, think about how your perspective may change with you wanting to obey the law because you are saved as opposed to obeying the law in order to be saved. That's the key on that. That's the perspective we have to keep. And that's where people get confused, I think. Um, Jesus saved us, period. It's by faith we are saved by his grace, period. Now, we are representatives of Christ here on this earth. We need to go and act like it. That's the difference, uh, as opposed to trying to earn the favor, earn the salvation, earn God's grace through obeying all these laws. No, we're not doing that. We are saved by grace and, and, and faith alone. So as a thank you and as a trying to be a good representative of Christ and trying to be as Christ-like as possible on this earth, we go out and do good works. We go out and be good people. We go out and share the gospel. Not because we have to, because we want to. All right? That's the difference. All right, cool. Uh, that is uh, Romans 3 today. That was a good one. Uh, let's, um, let's read a few questions now. So this is the part of the podcast we'll kind of go into. I'll, uh, I'll pick a question here. I have a spreadsheet that uh, people will submit questions on our website, and um, I'll pick one, and we'll chit-chat about it, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll end this in a little bit of a prayer and uh, go about our day. So I appreciate you guys uh, playing along with me today. So let's, uh, let's find a question here. What effect might having friends that aren't Christians have in your life if they are your friends you spend the most time with? That is from Ben from Instagram. Thank you, Ben, for that question. Mm. I think a lot of um, uh, effects uh, probably aren't going to be good. I mean, there's two there's two trades of thought here, right? One is, yes, equally yoked. You've got to be equally yoked with your spouse. You've got to be equally yoked. Surround yourself with good Christians. 100% agree with that. You want to surround yourselves with people that are going to help you grow your faith. You want to surround yourself with Christian friends. Because if they're not Christian friends, and they're worldly friends, and they don't believe in Christ, and they're not a good influences on you, they're going to influence you in the ways of the world, not in the ways of God. Okay? So first and foremost, uh, you've got to surround yourself with Christian friends. And you and, and that's going to impact you and affect you more than you even can understand. Uh, anytime you surround yourself with those types of influences, uh, you're only going to grow in your faith. Now, saying that, do I only have Christian friends? Uh, predominantly, I probably have mostly Christian friends, but I do have uh, neighbors, acquaintances, family members, probably even that aren't necessarily faithful or, or Christians. Now, how do, what do we do with them? Uh, you know, you, A, don't let them impact you or influence you uh, in worldly ways. But B, you be the good Christian influence on them. You live your life in such a way that they're curious of why you're so happy. They're curious about what has changed inside of you that made you different than them or made, them, made you different than everybody else. Uh, hardships come, uh, and the way you handle them, uh, it's going to be um, kind of a representative of Christ and showing them what it's like to live in this world after you've already given your life to Christ. So surround yourself with good Christian friends. And if you do have some that aren't uh, family members, friends, coworkers, etc., cetera, uh, be the good influence on them. All right. That is my uh, response to that. 
All right. Uh, what are the key points the husband and the wife need to make to make sure their marriage works out on a daily basis? Uh, we do love each other, but there's always an argument. We end up hurting each other. That is from an anonymous person. She didn't want her name, which is fine. Uh, I totally understand it, or his name. Uh, all right. So, uh, you know, I've been married uh, whew, almost 21 years. Uh, not always uh, perfect, but it's always been happy. Um, she is uh, everything to me and a great partner. Uh, I, I, was, I remember going through premarital counseling. Uh, so if you are getting married, that's something I think be open to that because it does open your eyes. I was probably a little more shut off than she was about that. I was a little, not shut off is the wrong word, but uh, hesitant, um, skeptical, right? But there are things 20-something years later I still remember. Uh, I remember our pastor sat us down and said, you know what, a marriage consists of three people. It's the man, the wife, and Jesus. You have to make sure that God and Jesus are in the middle of your marriage. And if you put Christ first in your marriage and you love Jesus even more than you love your spouse, things will definitely work out. He is the glue that will bond you together forever. I promise you. So on yours, if, what are the key points that you need to do to make sure a marriage works on a daily basis? Uh, as a From a Christian standpoint, I would say you have to make sure that your foundation of faith is in the middle of your marriage. Uh, it's going to be challenging if you're reading the Bible and he's not, or, or you're going to church and she's not, whatever that may be. You want to do it together and walk through this life together, walk through your marriage together with Jesus in the middle of it. I promise you that is going to be the glue that sticks you guys together on a daily basis. Uh, the other practical way I would uh, kind of advise you to go is pray, pray with your spouse. And uh, if you miss, you know, one day, don't miss two. Uh, we pray together as much as possible. Now, it typically happens at night. Uh, we're getting ready for bed and we take our time, get some quiet time. And uh, we pray, pray for each other, pray for our situations, pray for our family. Uh, and we alternate like it's my night, then tomorrow night's her night, the next night's my night. So we kind of share uh, the duties of prayer on that. So I would say that has made a dramatic impact on our marriage. And when we don't do that on a regular basis, I can tell. And, and not that things go south with us, but uh, we're always a whole lot closer when we pray together. So that's a practical advice I would give you is uh, uh, pray for each other, but pray together. Uh, anyways, all right, the last one we'll go and then we'll get going here on uh, this Tuesday is why do the most terrible things happen to good people? That is a great question. And that's the age old question. Who's that from Gina? And I'll tell you, atheists and agnostics and non-believers love to throw that one out there, right? That is their rationalization of how can God be good when there's so much pain in the world? So uh, that is a tough question. Um, but I'll say it this way. Uh, God is good. Everything he does is good. Uh, everything the devil does is bad. Okay? Uh, Satan has come down to this earth, and he is impacting our world on a daily basis, and he doesn't want you to believe. He doesn't want you to pray. He doesn't want you to listen to this podcast. He doesn't want you to listen to Christian music. He doesn't want you to read your Bible. He wants you as far away from God as possible, right? So what happens is, when you're close to God— Man, the devil hates that. So he will work hard to try to pull you away from that. I've found at times the closer I am to God, the closer I am to Jesus, the more my faith is um, prevalent in my life, the more it's tested in my life. 
The devil loves to test it. And he wants to put those little doubts and little thoughts in your head of, oh, you know, maybe this isn't true. You know, why isn't God saving me? I, I don't understand. Why do good things happen to, you know, bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people? Um, it's the devil working and that's him trying to twist your mind. So expect troubles. Okay. Jesus said it in Matthew, expect troubles in this world. Yet he had overcome this world. Okay, we go, we are going to be persecuted. We're going to be tormented. We're going to be tested. We're going to face the devil, and he will tempt us. He tempted Jesus, for crying out loud. Much less us. We're a whole lot weaker. Uh, so, uh, why do terrible things happen to good people? My short answer is the devil is powerful, but he's not nearly as powerful as Jesus. So you've got to have Jesus on your side. You've got to have... You've got to pray for the strength to get through those battles and those trying times because it's all just temporary. Uh, if we're being honest here, this is all just temporary. Okay, uh, we're all on this earth from somewhere between four or you know birth to you know a hundred and somewhere in the middle. And uh, this is a very temporary place that we have. So while we're here, the devil's going to throw curveballs at you left and right to try to get you not to be ready for the next life. And eternity with Jesus. So keep your perspective on heaven uh, and get, you know, work with God and pray to God and ask him for the strength and the guidance to get through the storms because he's not, the storms aren't going to go away. They're going to be there. The devil's throwing storms all day long, but God can provide you the boat to get through the storm. I promise you that. All right. Hopefully that helped uh, Gina. That's, that's my answer, but it's, it's an easy way to kind of rationalize it, at least in my mind, a very practical way. Uh, and that's the way it works. So we're going to pray now. Uh, we're going to pray for Russia and Ukraine and that whole situation and some peace in this world. Let me have a sip of iced tea. So if you are um, just listening to this or watching this, bow your heads with me. If not, uh, just just listen along. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you so much for this podcast and for the people listening to this. God, we're thankful for the Book of Romans that you give us guidance and help us understand the difference between faith and having to work towards faith. We cannot obey the laws as much as we can. We are human, and we are fallible, and we try, and we try, and we try, and we're so thankful that you have provided another way for us. We will, in return, try our best uh, to make you proud and to follow the laws as best we can, but we're, we know that it's not our faith and our salvation. Our salvation is not, you know, we know that our salvation is not based on that. We know it's based on our faith in Jesus Christ. We know Jesus paid the price for our sins. Jesus took it upon the cross, and we can only thank him and follow him along for that and dedicate our lives to him for that. Lord, we uh, ask for guidance. We ask for guidance with Russia and Ukraine and China and Iran and Iraq and all these places and our world just feels like it's about to explode lord i am just we put our faith in you i'm not scared i'm worried but i'm trusting you and i want you to know that everybody listening to this right now is trusting you because we know that you know how this all ends we do not know and we cannot control it but you can so we're praying for guidance we're praying for strength to persevere through the storm lord we're praying for peace on this world. To Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 
All right, guys. Thanks for uh, listening to the podcast today with this episode in Romans. We'll hit another one uh, in a few days. As I mentioned, we drop these on Tuesdays and Fridays. So hopefully this uh, brought you a little closer to your faith. So check out livingchristian.org, which is our website for blog posts. And and, um, uh, we have a Spotify playlist on there. Like some music. Uh, We have uh, blogs, uh, Bible verse list, a whole store for apparel. So check it out at livingchristian.org for all those resources to help you live a Christian life seven days a week. So uh, until next time, keep Jesus in your heart and eternity on your mind. God bless you guys.